is Bloomberg Surveillance. I think the real question is, how do we improve our position in Britain, in Europe, and how do we make Europe faster, more flexible? Our base case remains that a 60% chance that Remain will win, that Britain will not leave the EU. In terms of European markets, Brexit is a huge deal, and when that sort of uncertainty is removed, you would see a rally in the euro. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKean and Tom Keane, both of us in London, England, this entire week. We are here, of course, for this critically important EU referendum. It's a vote, but it is a different vote. And both Mike and I, clearly in our first hours here, stunned at the focus and the intensity that we've seen on airplanes and even comments from drivers in cars and getting to the airport. And, Mike, a little bit of the contact, just remarkable, the intensity of this debate. Yes, although the debate seems to have shifted in tone, as yes. uh, our previous guests were noting after the unfortunate uh, incidents of last week, it does seem to be a little more restrained. But right now, um, right. It, it's interesting watching the markets. Uh, we have a, a, a note out just a, a few minutes ago from Jim Vogel down at FTN Financial uh, suggesting that this reaction we're seeing, this incredible risk-off move, uh, risk-on move today, rather, right. is an overreaction, and that uh, people should be careful because by tomorrow yeah. we can go back the other way. In one measurement, for those of you that know London is a distance from our offices here uh, in the city, uh, our new office with a scaffolding coming down, which is very exciting near Mansion House and just north of it in Finsbury Square, our office, the distance to Westminster Abbey, one of our guests, John Longworth, had to trek across town, and he said worst traffic ever with Parliament back, members of Parliament back for the remembrances to Joe Cox. But uh, uh, really horrific traffic, I'm told, this morning in London, the rain not helping out um, as well. Michael McKee and I in London, and as always, Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Cone Resnick, Accounting Tax Advisory. Is your business ready to break through? See how... The professionals at Cone Resnick can help guide your business forward. Find out more at ConeResnick.com. C-O-H-N-R-E-Z-N-I-C-K, ConeResnick.com. We are getting different opinions. And a good one can be from Roland Rudd, uh, who has an affiliation with the Labor Party. Uh, Roland, good morning. I look at all that's going on here and uh, your work in public relations and with W, uh, at PPP and in all. What is the, the shift in mood that you see over the weekend? Well, I think the really interesting thing is not just the headline uh, opinion polls which show a move back to remain, but actually it's this key question when people are asked, are they better off or worse off if we remain in the EU? And what's interesting is many more people, and this has been consistent throughout the campaign, are saying they're better off, they believe they're better off if we remain in the EU. And that brings the economy right center stage because it's our membership of the single market which has enabled us to become the fifth largest economy in the world. And over the last 43 years, it shows actually the benefits of being part of the biggest market of its kind in the world. And to risk, you know, losing that, and with it, the prosperity that's been created, I think a lot of people are thinking would be a really reckless thing to do. I'm wondering if um, if you feel the same as uh, the, the conventional wisdom here in terms of you know, looking at it from a public relations standpoint. If the 
the Brexit side maybe went a little too far, uh, even leaving aside the the unfortunate murder last week. But the um, the the, the uh, poster that came out at the end of the week mm-hmm. with Nigel Farage, etc. People seem to yeah. have uh, decided that uh, there was there was too much vitriol uh, on that mm-hmm. side. But here's an interesting thing, right? You can't completely absolve vote leave from responsibility for that voter, and I, from that poster. And I'll explain why. They came out with a pretty awful poster saying Turkey is set to join the European Union. Okay? Is to join the European Union. Now, and it had these footprints going through an open door with a British passport. And the implication of all that is... Millions of Muslim Turks, as they've been called by Michael Gove, are set to join the European Union and therefore can come to Britain. Farage put the faces on the footprints. And they tend to be brown faces. And it was the subtlety had gone away and it was shocking. But I think vote leave had gone into, you know, Nigel Farage's normal territory, and Nigel Farage went just even further, which I think, as you rightly implied, has shocked and repelled people. But the Turkish poster was a pretty appalling poster, because everyone knows Turkey's not about to join the EU, and it's absolutely wrong to try to tap into Islamic phobia. You're the third person today to mention the Farage poster, which... Uh, is is one of the subtexts of this Monday. You are a card-carrying member of the elite. You're on the board of trustees of the Royal Opera House, truly one of the most spectacular buildings in the Western world. It is, folks, if you've never seen a photograph or been in it, it is truly extraordinary. Roland Rudd, you are a card-carrying Labor Party elite. What do the elites need to do to get this thing to Friday? To, to push Brexit aside and get to Bermain on Friday morning. Yeah, but I mean, this uh, the, the, the elite thing is slightly irrelevant in the sense that, you know, both sides uh, have people who are extremely fortunate in life on, on their side. And what's silly is there's been a, a denigration of experts, you know, that somehow... You know, Mark Carney, the, the independent governor of the Bank of England, is somehow not independent because he happened to have a, you know, a glittering career at Goldman Sachs. It, it, it's ludicrous. But did you ever, did you ever way, sing, Roland, did you ever sing at the Royal Opera House? <laughs> did I ever sing at the Royal Opera House? Did you never sing on stage? <laughs> No, no, no. Sad. Okay, so you're not, okay, so you're not a truly. Tom is looking for an invitation. He would like to perform. No, no, no but he's but he's not a truly. But but what do no, no, what no, is no, the no. voice you need to give? No, well, I I think what's happened in this uh, debate is that what what is clear is this that there has to be uh, greater benefits accrued from the single market to communities that have had a bigger increase in in migration. And we need something like the Migration Impact Fund that, that actually helps with those communities. But the answer is not to crash the economy and come out of the EU. And by the way, you know, if we come out of the EU, the really interesting thing is vote leave has said we'll actually, they want more people coming from the Commonwealth. So you don't deal with the migration issue by destroying your economy. You've got to deal with the migration issue by making sure the benefits of the single market are more evenly felt right across the country. 
it, it's it's uh, obviously you have to make those benefits felt across the country. But how do you communicate to people that they are feeling the benefits? Because uh, in a globalized world, there is a general feeling that if you're not in the one percent, that you're just being screwed in life. Sure. No, no. So, so what you've got is a we have a problem where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and that's a general problem uh, which you've rightly identified as a global problem. It's not a problem to do specifically with the EU. And if we, you know, if we end, if we, if we actually economically self harm and bring on a recession, which we'd be doing by leaving the EU, according to most of the experts who have opined about this, that would be mad. But what I'm trying to say is we need to continue to enjoy the economic benefits of the single market, but be more sanguine about those that haven't felt those benefits as much as others. And that that's where you get some sort of fund from the single market or a migration fund, whatever you call it, to ensure that the less well-off also feel the benefits. Well, I'm just wondering how, how um, I mean, besides uh, the, the, an actual, you know, gain for them, uh, just a psychological gain, what, is it, what does it take to make people feel they're part of an economy? Well, it, 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 I, I think people do, I mean, that's where the polls have been quite interesting, that they do realize that Britain is economically stronger in the European Union, and I think that's the reason for people coming back to remain. We've also, in the last few days, you know, got to, as, as part of the Remain campaign, explained to people that they personally are, are, are better off and that the risks of leaving are really very serious and they'll be adversely mm. affected. Um, you know, people will lose their jobs. And we all know in a recession, it's the less well-off who actually yeah. um, feel the effects of a recession much more than anyone else. But at the same time, I think there's another thing that's going on in Britain. There's a sense of what sort of Britain do we want to belong to? And I think there's a general sense that we want to be more open, tolerant, diverse, understanding, compassionate, and outward-looking, and that we don't want to be building barriers with the outside world. We want to be building bridges. And we build the bridges by our membership of the European Union, by having solidarity with the other countries in the European well, Union, in dealing with, dealing with really difficult issues. And, you know, let's come right. back with Roland Rudd uh, from London. Good morning, all. All right, let's check in with Michael Barr now. Get the latest world and national headlines, Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. The FBI will release a partial transcript of the conversations between the gunmen within the Pulse Gay Nightclub and Orlando police investigators. Federal investigators have been promising more insight into the tragedy that killed 49 people. It comes as the Senate will hold votes today on four gun control measures. Donald Trump will hold a strategy meeting today in New York with his top advisors about his campaign's future. Rome, Italy has its first woman mayor. Anti-establishment five-star candidate Virginia Raji won with more than 67% of the vote. The Cleveland Cavaliers won their first NBA championship ever. The Cavs beat the Golden State Warriors in a hard-fought Game 7. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists, more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Uh, Michael Barr, thanks so much. Futures up 28 where they've been most of the morning. Dow Futures up 216, a decided tilt towards risk on as Bermain does better this Monday. 
From London, Michael McKee and Tom Keene, Bloomberg Surveillance. This news update brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer. The star you've been wishing for is waiting at the Mercedes-Benz summer event. Head to your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer for more details. Hurry before this star flies by. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app. And on your radio, this is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. Stocks are jumping. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. Here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. That's right. Big gains in the U.S. futures as Brexit chances decline. The pound leaps the most since 2008. Dow futures currently higher by 216 points. Sesame's gained 28. And Nasdaq futures rise by 58. U.S. 10 yield at 1.67%. The Nikkei gained 2.3% overnight. While Europe is also trading higher, U.K., France, Germany, and Spain all climbed 3%. And the European stock 600 is up the most since August, led by the banks and consumer discretionary. In other news, call icon boosted his federal mogul offer to $8 from $7. Finally, some of your Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. Centene raised overweight over at Barclays. Spirit Airlines raised out perform at Credit Suisse. Yelp raised to buy at Deutsche Bank. At Morgan Stanley, CVS cut to equal weight. Express Scripts cut to underweight. And Symantec raised to buy at UBS with a price target of 24 Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? Thanks, Bill. To hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K go. And that's a Bloomberg business flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. From London, Michael McKee and Tom Keen is always brought to you by Invesco. Invesco's high conviction factor based strategies can help investors focus on high quality, low volatility and more. Learn more at Invesco.com slash High conviction. We speak with people of differing views. Roland Rudd with us for years at the FT with Finsbury now working in uh, the managing of message is how I would put it. Roland Rudd, who a, a, a lifetime ago worked on the Gary Hart campaign in America. Roland, did you really do that? Yeah, I did actually. Yes. Um, back in uh, 83. It was a fantastic <clears throat> summer. I, I think we knew in 83 and we know now, certainly our listeners in America, of the need to move to the middle to find what we call disaffected Democrats or Republicans mm-hmm. or independents. Does that group exist in the United Kingdom or is there a stark polarity of conservatives and labor? No, no. I think, look, I think the main political parties, you know, are becoming far less important. Um, and what you've got in the Remain group, I have to say, I wish we could have a Remain party because you've got the sort of pro-European, outward-looking conservatives with the, the you know, with, 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 with the, the, the sort of moderate Labour group who want uh, also for us to stay in Europe. And what you've seen is the extremes coalescing and vote leave. And, you know, immigration is a perfectly acceptable and rightful thing to talk about. But I would argue that they've done so in a very irresponsible way, like I I, I try to show the example of Turkey, because telling an untruth and tapping into Islamic phobia, I think it's the wrong thing for any politician to do. Caution's the political debate. But the extremes come together there, and I'm afraid that's what you've been seeing in in, in this debate. The reason I'm quietly confident is because I think this is about the type of Britain people want to see, and I think the middle will always, on the whole, 
win out. And I think hopefully that's what we'll see again um, on Thursday. Mm. Well, if you if you if, if we see a vote that's as close as the polls suggest right now, does Britain get over this? Do they move beyond it, or does it just remain a festering discontentment uh, within the body politic? People didn't. I think the prime minister, when he uh, first announced the referendum, may not have expected it to be quite this close. Yeah, no, that's 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 certainly true. I, I think people will accept the result because you know they always do. But I think what this, what it's true to say, this referendum has unleashed a sort of nastiness and a bitterness. Uh, and a sort of anger that hasn't been, uh, hasn't shown through before like this. And I think there is a real need for all politicians to, you know, really get their rhetoric under control and temper their, their language. But I, 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 you know, I do think it's been worse on vote leave. And I think the anger's been worse on vote leave. And particularly, you know, one bears, you know, you do have a responsibility when talking about immigration, which I say is a perfectly acceptable thing to talk about. But you have a responsibility not to tap in to base fears. Because to do so does create a society in which certain people are going to feel afraid, and, and, and that's wrong. I think to Americans and, and folks, you know, thanks to British Airways for the 18 newspapers they handed to me when I got on uh, aboard, it's just remarkable to see the split in your opposing party, the conservatives or the Tories. One of the flight attendants whispered to me, Mr. Keene, I'm actually a conservative. I mean, I, I, mean, I find it almost charming, and I don't mean that in a, in, in a denigrating way, but how do you perceive the conservative party six months or, for that matter, six years from now? Well, there was a really interesting rally we had on Sunday in Hyde Park, you know, with those lovely pictures of in that we were all standing yes. together. Yes. Were, were you there? there? Yeah, yeah, I was definitely there. Mm. Yeah, there as treasurer of the Remain um, campaign. And there were a lot of conservatives and conservative ministers. And, of course, I, I think they have more in common with the moderate wing of the Labour Party, which want to remain, than they do with their colleagues who are on, who are, who are mm-hmm. the vote D. But I guess, you know, you can say that, you know, there, there's obviously right. a, some similarity in that, in terms of, you know, in America, where political parties are coalitions. Yeah. One final question. This has been fabulous, Roland Rudd. I believe Mr. Trump is scheduled to fly to Scotland Friday, mm-hmm. something to do with his investment world. Are there comments you need to hear from Mr. Trump after this election, this, this referendum? Look, to be honest, I, I, I think the very fact that the only two people one can point to, only, you know, who are positive about Britain leaving Europe, one is uh, uh, Putin, for obvious reasons, and the other is Trump. And it's obviously an embarrassment for vote leave, because, uh, uh, you know, I would say neither character is, uh, no. well, is appealing uh, and wouldn't be appealing to the British people. And so I, I actually think that um, in some ways that embarrassment has been a sort of albatross no. that's been hung around, totally leaves net. I don't think there's anything that right. uh, Donald Trump could really say that would assuage people's yeah. fears about him because he's right. going to try to divide people in the same way that they leave it up. Yeah. This has been wonderful, Mr. Rudd. Thank you so much. Look forward to your singing at the Royal Opera House here in the coming weeks. Roland Rudd, uh, trustee of the act. Opera House. Oh, oh, Rudd, 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 Rudd,
I'd break into Aida, but they'd throw me off air. Wait, they may do that anyway. Stay with us. Coming up, the With All Due Respect highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com or call 1-800-FIND-4WD for details. Land Rover, above and beyond. 